Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. See, look, he had me believing there. He had me believing to the extent where I'm even wearing my new my new replica kit sat at home watching a game of football like a man child sorry if that's something that you do a lot but I don't really I don't really even buy the replica kits I quite like this one the new one home one and the away one very nice didn't really like the third one I'm not here to talk about kits I'm here to talk about that um yeah, like I say, Ange had us believing. We thought he was, you know, invincible. We thought he could do no wrong. And tonight he got that very, very wrong. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know I know. we're not allowed to criticise him at the moment. But nine changes. Nine changes. We're not in Europe. Got one game a week. Like, do we need to make nine changes? Was that necessary? I guess, you know, he'd know that more. He'd know the fatigue levels of the squad and how much he wants to give game time to the other players. But that wholesale change, the A-team, B-team thing, haven't we seen how bollocks that is with Nuno Espirito Santo? And I know, I know everyone loves Ange. I love Ange. I'm absolutely obsessed with the fella at the moment. But let's be consistent with the criticism, you know? He doesn't get away from this. You wouldn't let you wouldn't let Mourinho get away with this. You wouldn't let Conte get away with this. We didn't even used to let Pochettino get away with this. I love Ange, but that's on him tonight. It is on him tonight. Sorry, you know? And it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. F- look, Fulham away, yeah, okay, I get it. It's not a banker. It's not something that we're, we, we, we're entitled to go and win. They're, they are they're a Premier League team at the end of the day fucking no am I kidding like do you know what I mean come on we don't need to all due respect it to Fulham we should be beating them we're Tottenham fucking Hotspur we want to win these competitions this is supposed to be the competition that we win this year that we were going to take more seriously prioritise the domestic trophies we don't have Europe but what's the fucking excuse now you know, I already had a little dig at him. I didn't have a dig. I just said I'm not particularly. I was surprised that the the starting lineup was as weak as it was. And then watching the way in which the first half unfolded, nobody really up to speed. Nobody really in any kind of rhythm. The team just lacking any sense of fluidity. Fluidity, which is something that's completely characterised. Andrew Postacoglu's reign thus far at Tottenham. To kind of spoil that momentum by making wholesale changes like that. Away at a Premier League team. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not there for that. And, you know, he deserves to be criticised for that. It's just very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Um, 
my point was going to be that I I said something to the effect that I wasn't very happy with him watching how that first half was unfolding and somebody replied to me saying well you know we quite simply don't have the squad for this come on man we don't have the squad what to compete in the in the Carabao Cup and in the Premier League why don't we of course we do come on can't make these excuses we don't have the squad it's not even guaranteed that we're going to finish in the top four or anything like that. We've got to make our minds up here. What we want, we want cup glory, or we want to, you know, just aim for this mechanical approach to the Premier League. Isn't everything that's all the rhetoric around around uh, Antipatricoglu thus far? Hasn't that hasn't that all been that we want to win every game? We want to treat every game the same. We're not going to prioritize anything other than winning. So let's be consistent with that. Let's be consistent and say it's disappointing to go out of the League Cup, something that we'd probably hoped that we could have won this year. And now we've just gone out in a pretty meek fashion like that. It's it's very disappointing. It's very, very disappointing. And you know, I'm just I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised that he would want to spoil the momentum in that way. It's I don't know, man. It's what it is. You know, we we go again. We're still going to win the Premier League. We're going to win the FA Cup. Win the double. There you go. We can win the double. League Cup's just a distraction anyway. Blah, blah, blah. But that is annoying. That is annoying. Not only because I enjoy watching, you know, I have enjoyed watching this Ange Postacoglu team so far. We don't have many games this year. So it's nice to, you know, when you're actually enjoying football to see more games. But that wasn't particularly enjoyable tonight, that rotation. That almost was back to, you know, how it's been the past few years. I just think that's, you know... Surely he knows better than that, you know? He's an experienced manager, right? This is what we're told. On one hand, we're told he's an experienced manager. So don't don't underestimate him. Just because he's come from Celtic, just because he's come from Australia. This guy's won stuff. I don't look, I'm don't I don't even need to go this hard on him. I don't. I really like him. I really do like him. What I'm what I'm rallying against more is the inconsistencies with fan narratives, the way in which people police one another, the way in which, you know, you will see somebody called like, you know, knee jerk or, or whatever, you know, this stuff always gets wrapped up with some sense of intellectual superiority when, again, football's an emotional game and it's annoying to see us throw away a cup competition like that and really, the blame rests. The blame rests with the manager. It does you know? Um, so I don't, you know, I don't. I don't need to be told that. I don't need to be given excuses for him. I don't. You know, um, I'm not calling for his head. It's bigger me, I know, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm just a bit annoyed. I'm just annoyed. I record these immediately after the game. Bear that in mind. When you're listening to this, 
you know, on Thursday or something, when you get around to hearing this and you think, oh God, why is he, why is he belly aching like this? I literally, the final whistle is gone and then I go and sit at my computer and I record this. So this is in the moment, it's raw, it's fresh. Don't like to see Tottenham go out. I especially don't like to see Tottenham lose to fucking Fulham. I don't like to see what is going to be immediately already. <laughs> Tottenham got a new manager. They're still Spursy. <laughs> all that fucking shit that it's going to be all fucking week. <sighs> it's just raw. It's annoying. I thought that was going to be, you know, the 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 chance for a bit of success for Spurs this season, but. Here we are. It, it, it's not. Um, we're out and we just have to deal with that and hope that the team can learn from that. You know, we, we uh, the positives we can take from defeats, the positives we can take from negatives, I guess, does that draw them up to a neutral? Does this make it a neutral point? There we go. Maybe it does. Um, if... If we can take any positives from this, it's that hopefully the team can learn from this. We haven't lost in the fucking quarterfinal or semi-final of the competition in this fashion. We've lost in the first round. It's annoying. But, you know, one less fixture for us to play. Yep, it might be less football for us to enjoy, but it's one less fixture for us to play. Squad gets more rest. More time to play with one another on the training ground. <laughs> Not like that, you... Filthy, filthy bastards. It's it's annoying. Um, but you know what? If I am going to silver lining this... Silver lining? Silver line. Put a silver lining on this. I'm happier that we've come down to a bump against Fulham in this round of the League Cup as opposed to against Bournemouth this weekend. And I don't think it need, we don't need to choose between the two, but that's just the way I'm trying to rationalise this at the moment. Really, the Premier League is still the bread and butter. It is still the priority, and we're doing well in that. Maybe the cup would be a distraction. Ah, fuck that, man! I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not fucking doing that. I don't. I don't buy that, and I don't want to say that. And. I, I, that wouldn't be in good faith. I don't. I don't feel that way. I feel annoyed. Um, but still, I hope this is at least something that can be used, as I say once again, as a learning experience. It will allow us to kick on from here and iron out any kinks in this. Like you know, not making nine changes ahead of a game. There's a learning for you, Mister Postacoglu. Um. Yeah, that first half, like I said, let's let's have a look at the game a bit. Um, in that first half, everybody looked like strangers. It, seemed, it felt like they didn't have any grip on the system, um, on what it was that Ange Postacoglu wanted them to do, which took me by surprise somewhat because even though I was quite annoyed with the amount of rotation at the start of the game, or at least surprised by the amount of rotation at the very start of the game, I did think, well, don't get annoyed about this because we saw in some of those preseason friendlies when we did a wholesale switch over of sides that often the B team would end up playing better than the A team or the so-called A team and so-called B team. So maybe that, you know, the logic would would dictate that the same thing would happen in this fixture. 
But that wasn't the case, quite clearly. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they just weren't, they weren't up to it. We really, really missed, we missed Basuma, we missed Madison, definitely missed a doggy. Ben Davis, you know, maybe great centre-back in, in part of a three. Playing a system like this, where you're requiring your, you know, your full-backs to be dynamic, that ain't his game. That isn't his game. Um, it's, it's just not for him. Um, I think he tried his best, but, you know, it, it, no, just no. Um, Dav Sanchez, you know, just a bit all over the place. I'm, I'm less, I'm less bought into the idea now that, oh, maybe, you know, he can actually kind of have a bit of a rejuvenation under Ange. Maybe this Ange's system will suit him better. Let's just fucking do away with this now, man. Let's do away with him. Let's do away with Dyer. I don't want to keep having these same conversations about these same players. It's been nice for the past few weeks to be having such a largely refreshed squad. I hate going back to this place where we're having to just worry about going too hard on a player because it's not very nice because they're all human beings and whatever and that doesn't make that any less true but also fucking just shut up just fucking sell him now man like we turned down i think like nine million from i'm not sure who it was mets or someone like that i think i thought just fucking just sell him just get him out of the club now man get him out get dyer out apparently Bayern and borussia dortmund both want eric dyer great fantastic let's let's have that let's get you know let's get him gone don't think they're bad people. I think they're nice guys. I think people are out of order to them. But I'm so fucking tired of this same thing over and over again. Where, oh, you know, Dev the Devil's all right. He's just not fucking good enough, is he? He isn't good enough. We know he's not good enough. You know, he 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 was meaning that Van de Ven had to do twice the fucking work that he does when he's alongside Romero. And he ended up conceding that own goal. It wasn't really his fault, but he was just... He was fucking all over the place. He had to be running everywhere, doing the work of basically two players because Davidson Sanchez just had no positional awareness whatsoever. He's just he's just a guy that just stands in the defence and he can make some great recovery tackles. He can, and we see that every now and again. And I, I still think that gives us this false sense of like, oh, actually, maybe he, he can be good. Or he, he just fundamentally is not good enough. And we've known this for so long now. Um... I know I do all the players individually at the end, but it just felt like this was, you know, a particular talking point. I've been making the point for Hoybier for the past few weeks. Oh, actually, I quite like seeing him come on to shore up a game. This again, like this was just such a reminder again tonight of Hoybier, of his, not only his limitations, but just the things that he does that are so fucking frustrating. He's such a good player, but he's so fucking careless at times. It's like he doesn't give a shit. And I don't think that's the case because he is somebody that works hard every time he's on the ball, but he just doesn't think. He doesn't think when he's in possession of the ball so much of the time. And he just like knocks the ball about and just knocks it away to anybody. I don't know. He really irritated me tonight. Um, but that first half, there was nothing cohesive there. Richarlison was just woeful again and I mean that feels harsh because he you know he 
he, he wasn't really getting any opportunities. There wasn't a functioning team behind him. It just felt very all over the place. That's the only that's the only thing I can say. It just felt felt like the type of football we've been watching for the past few years, where nobody was really working for one another. Nobody really looked like they were bought into what we were doing. Didn't feel like there was any decent spirit there. And it just doesn't surprise me that this is this team tonight was built up of a few, mostly the old familiar faces. And look what's happened. Um, because I have seen a bit of the, uh, the, and I've done it myself, you know, but the digs at Conte Mourinho and everything saying, oh, look, you know, he proves he can coach these lot. But for the most part, you know, it has been a really, a really new rejuvenated team that we've been fielding in the Premier League. You know, Saar, Conte was giving him a few opportunities, maybe not as many as he should have been. Basuma, okay, that's where he's got blood on his hands. But James Madison, new player. A doggy, new player. Vicaria, new player. Van de Ven, new player. Have I said James Madison already? I don't know. Old, old familiar faces, old familiar habits tonight. And just fucking, come on, please, before this window closes, please just get rid of some of this lot. Please. Please, because this is this has been such a start reminder. It's like that blissful bubble that we've been in for the past few weeks, walking on air, floating, head in the clouds. Oh, Ange Postacoglu, all the all the rest of it has just burst tonight, and it's just been such a stark reminder of a lot of the issues that still lay beneath the surface. That the club still needs to get a fucking. This isn't. A, this isn't. And yeah, I'll I'll dig Ange out for the for the starting lineup tonight, but the rest of it's a lot of the frustration from tonight really is on the club still arsing about with so many of these players that we just know aren't fit for purpose. That we've done this dance time and time and time again, and we're all just fucking sick of it. Move them on now, move them the fuck on. Bring in a couple more faces before the window closes. I implore you, please. We've seen what Ange Postacoglu can do already with the new players that he has been backed with. Let's just go a bit further. Let's help him out a bit. You know, come on. We just got fucking £100 million to Harry We sold Harry Kane for fuck's sake. We sold Harry Kane. That's got to, that's got to stand for something. It's got to mean something. West Ham sold Declan Rice and have completely rebuilt their midfield with the money that they got from that deal. Come on, Tottenham. Just fucking... Don't disappoint us again like this. Um, Second half, when we started to bring on the new faces, yeah, immediately we started looking much better, didn't we? We're playing with more verve, playing with a bit more pizzazz. Dane Scarlett, he's busy, isn't he? I think he probably could have done a bit better with that one opportunity that fell to him. Um... But, hey, you know, he's young. These sort of things happen. Um, It is a bit disappointing, though, that we couldn't have really gotten it over the line towards the end. Um, Madison, again, came on, proved his quality. Look, let me... uh, Let's do the players. Let's do the players, because I'm, I'm, you know, 
Second half was better. It was an improvement, but that's no fucking surprise, is it? We brought on some of the, the better players. We brought on some of the Premier League squad and we started to look better. Like I say, old familiar faces, old familiar habits. Let's stop doing this, Tottenham. Let's go to the players. Tottenham. Fulham. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Fraser Forster. Um, yeah. I look. Let's not go too hard on him. He's his first game back for a while. He's been injured. I always thought his distribution was a lot better than he displayed tonight. Maybe that's just because Vicario's is really good, and I'm suddenly seeing it compared to that. Maybe I haven't been giving Vicario enough credit for the quality of his distribution, but it just seemed notable to me tonight that Fraser Forster did seem a bit clunky. Um, I think he did quite well, though, overall. I think he, he pulled off that one, was it Jimenez, who I think headed it down low and Forster got down low and like scooped it up with one of his great fucking frying pan hands and got it out. Like It was, it was, a, it was a very nice reflex save. Um, he was solid enough. He was decent enough tonight. Um, just like I say, the, the thing that stood out for me was, was his distribution. Um, Emerson Royale, I thought was fine. I thought he was okay. I thought he was he was solid enough. Actually, I think m- much of the time when he was called upon to have to make a decent tackle, he generally did that. Um, I think he 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 performed pretty well compared to a lot of a lot of other people tonight. Wasn't outstanding by any means, but I thought he was okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'll go. Davinson Sanchez, like I've had, I've had a you know a go at him already in the start of this. Just whatever, not a bad guy, blah blah blah. Not nice to boo him. I get all this, but let's just now, let's just end this one. Can't, I cannot keep going on about this. All right, let's just please, let's just sell him this this transfer window. Let's sell him. Let's sell Dyer. Let's bring in somebody else. Come on, please, you know. I don't like. I don't even see it as like. Oh, I was a risk to bring in somebody. Like, no, because these two, Dyer and Sanchez. I mean, Dyer categorically cannot work in this system at all. The only place Eric Dyer I feel could work is in midfield, and I don't want to see him play there. I'm not saying that's where I want to see him play, but I'm saying that is to me the only place he could occupy on the pitch for for Andrew Postecoglou. He could not play centre back in this system. Davinson Sanchez is Davinson Sanchez at the best of times. Like it just. 
no. Van der Ven, I thought, was trying his best. He looked a bit clumsy, but I think he was having to do the work of two defenders tonight. I really do. I think Sanchez just was constantly floating out of position, constantly not reading the game, just in the way that he does, you know? Like, and he, he looks good, like I say, because he makes so many recovery tackles, but he makes recovery tackles because it's generally something he's done wrong. Um, Van der Ven, yeah, not a vintage performance from him, an own goal, but do I blame him for that? No, not really. Um, so that's that. Ben Davis, gentle Ben, whatever we want to call him. Um, you know, I'm often a bit of a defender of his. I like him as a squad player. Tonight is maybe the first time when I'm starting to wonder, is he actually suited to this system? I've just said that of Dyer there. And I'm wondering, because I, I don't want to see him play centre-back in a four. But can he play left back in this system? Is he dynamic enough? Is he is he you know, does he have the required physical capabilities to operate in this system? I'm not so sure. Um I'm not so sure. You know, I just yeah. I don't know, man. Manos Solomon, um, I thought he was good. I thought he was lively. I thought he was one of the the, the sort of brightest sparks in the, in the game for us. I'm surprised he's had so little pitch time thus far, but that's that. You know, it's the way it is. I thought he he seized his opportunity well tonight. He was trying to make things happen. He had that one nice kind of rasping shot in the second half, Sonny carved out an opportunity for him and yeah he he did well with that I think that was the one that fell to yeah that fell to Dane Scarlett but uh, yeah I thought Solomon was decent I thought he was good um, I liked his yeah I appreciated his his toil Oliver Skip uh, no just not not good tonight um, and this might be because it's he's been now juxtaposed with with Pape Matassar who has been just phenomenal for the past few weeks um, it may well be that Oliver Skips had to play alongside Piero Mahoibio where Pape Matassar's been blessed with playing alongside Basuma um, and obviously James Madison as well so you know it feels harsh to judge him individually but that's what we're doing right now we're judging each of these players individually and it's just you know it's not very dynamic, not very exciting. You don't get the same, you don't get the same drive, um, and I don't think you get the same just overall quality with Skip that you get from Pape Matassar, who I actually think is is a class above Skip. I going into the season, I was thinking, you know, they're two young players. They've both got good qualities in different ways. It'll be neck and neck. I think they'll get an equal amount of opportunities and I'd quite like to see them get an equal amount of opportunities. But I actually think Saar has, you know, already I think we can see he's got a much higher ceiling than Skip's ever going to have and just looks like a really quality player. Um, and that that showed up a lot tonight, watching that Skip performance. Pierre Mahoybier, yep, I've gone on about him. I hear Manchester United are after him. I still see talk that... Liverpool might be interested in him. Good. Let's get rid of him. Um, 
maybe we can bring on maybe we can use Skip to do that Hoybier role to bring him on at the end of games like we've been doing with Hoybier to shore him up Manchester United Bournemouth let's just do a Skip Skip can tackle Skip works hard just let's get some money for Hoybier if we can get a decent bit of money for him I still think in this market you know I think we'd be getting ripped off if we were getting less than about 35, 40 mil for him, being brutally honest. I think he's got a couple of years left at least on his contract. But maybe if, you know, we might have to take a bit less than that. And I also don't know how I feel about really strengthening United or Liverpool. Um, but when I say that, they might have holes in their squad, but I, I don't really think Hoybier strengthens them because I've seen enough from him to suggest that he just isn't that good. Don't think he has the quality to be somebody that really is a problem for us if he does sign for Manchester United or Liverpool and we're vying for the same places. It doesn't bother me. It does it doesn't strike my instinct on that. It doesn't I don't even hesitate. I don't even feel don't even feel somehow dodgy about that, you know? Um Yeah. Even Perisic again not a great performance from him tonight but you know he did have Ben Davis playing behind him who like I've already commented isn't the most dynamic we've seen even Perisic when he's playing alongside Destiny a doggy that he can be of use can be of you know of worth to this Tottenham team so you know I don't really want to judge him off the back of tonight other than maybe he you know maybe he's just not that well suited to starting games anymore whether he's too old or I, I don't know I guess it would just be that um, but yeah not a, not a vintage performance but I, I, in saying that I think he provided the assist for the goal so fair play on that front you know fair play we do know he can do that um, Gilles Celso bit of a nothingy performance I thought being brutally honest quite disappointing I thought he might be somebody that might step up and take this one by the scruff. You can see what a drop-off it is from James Madison to him. I sort of secretly was thinking that he might be all right. He might do quite a job in Madison's Madison's absence, but it's just it's stark. Um, like I said, I don't think the Celso was particularly bad. And I think... We have to extend him the same courtesy as we do some of the other players tonight that he didn't have a fully functioning team unit behind him, supporting him, providing him with the necessary balls or play or space by which to, you know, pass the ball to somebody else or receive the ball and try and make something happen. We know he can do those driving runs. That's kind of quite a, you know, characteristic mark of LaCelso's game, but you know, he he didn't really get the opportunity to do that. How much of that is down to him and how much of that is down to the team and the system remains to be seen. But all I can do is judge him based on the, his performance tonight in this section at least. And I did find it quite disappointing. Um, so, you know, take from that what you will. Richarlison, glad he got a goal. Other than that, I thought he was pretty abject again. It's just disappointing, you know. Let's just keep our powder dry on Richarlison. He scored a goal. Let's hope he can build on that. I think that's all that needs to be said right now because 
the conversations around Richarlison are starting to repeat, aren't they? Hummin Son, we saw his quality as he came onto the pitch. We saw what it is that he's doing within this system. I think perfectly, you know, exemplified tonight in that he's making himself a handful for the opposition. He's starting to weave together the play between, you know, the wing and the more central areas. And not only that, but between kind of the midfield and the attack. We're both Basically, he's working both horizontally and vertically to bring everyone into play, to create opportunities, to carve out opportunities for himself, to draw defenders towards him, to which will allow his teammates to run into that space. I think he's... I, I, I really like what Sonny's doing and I really liked what he was doing as he came on. There was that one opportunity he got when he was... He kind of... He went... Not clean through, but he, he, he got played through and then the ball just kind of got stuck in his feet when he got into the box, which was disappointing. I was hoping he was going to be able to get a shot off. Um, but I'm not worried about Son this year. I'm not worried about the fact... He hasn't scored. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking about that uh, in the same way that I am with Richarlison, at least, because I'm not going to say that that's not Son's function in this team. It is. Son, Son will need to chip in with goals, but I think Son is 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 doing a lot for the team at the moment, and he's working hard. And I'm encouraged by, you know, how he's been performing so far. Uh, James Madison, just a touch of class. He's just elite. Um, when he came on, he showed that. He desperately wanted to win. You could see it. It's the type of mentality we need in the squad. We need more of. He works hard. He's just crisp in everything that he does. He's exciting. He's dynamic. He's brilliant. What a wonderful player. What an elite, brilliant, wonderful, incredible player. Um, I was so, so, so wrong about him. But equally, I do think he's stepped up since he's come to Tottenham. In terms of, I think he's stepped up. I mean, I do think Tottenham is a step up from Leicester. Yes, I know they won the Premier League. I know they won the FA Cup, but is what it is. You know, whatever. Even if we have the privilege of being in London, it is what it is. Um, But I think he's like personally stepped up. Maybe he's, he's relishing this move and... I just think he's phenomenal. Kulisevsky, I thought it was very handy again when he came on. I think he was he was dangerous. He was, you know, making problems for Fulham. It seems like he's turning a bit of a corner at the moment. So that's you know that's at least a, a big positive for the for the season going forwards. Pape Matasar, decent enough. I don't you know I, he didn't get that long, and I don't feel like he was that involved. Um, there's nothing that you know was really going on there that stood out for me um, with him, but I don't see that as a criticism of him. I just think you know it was a disjointed game, it was a you know it was a strange, uh, strange lineup, strange evening. Um, Dane Scarlett, I thought looked looked decent enough, looked tidy enough. Um, uh, I quite like to see him get a Premier League loan. I think championship or a Premier League loan, I just don't think he looks quite good enough for Spurs yet, if I'm honest. Um, 
I'm talking about to to lead the line for us in the Premier League. I just don't. I don't think his touch is quite there. Um, I think some of his movement is encouraging. I think he makes decent runs. I think he seems to have a decent level of awareness in the box. I think with him, it's more a matter of technique. Um, I just feel like his technique feels a little clunky. Like I said, I don't think his touch is great. I don't think his the timing of his shots is always that good. Um, you know, we've been spoilt by Harry Kane. Obviously, we're going to keep saying this, but scone, uh, Scarlet, the way he sort of... Scone? Why do I call him Scone? Like a mixture of Kane and Scarlet. Scone. Um, so it's a mixture of Son, Scarlet and Kane. Scone. Um, Scarlet... Doesn't seem to be like he didn't. There was one opportunity where I f- was hoping he'd be able to twist his body a bit more to get a shot more on target. And this was kind of towards the end, 80 plus minutes when we were putting a bit of pressure on. And he just kind of like knocked it out to the side. Just think, you know, stay behind the on the training pitch for a few, for a few more sessions, mate. You know, stay behind after hours. Kick more balls, trap more balls shoot from different angles just you know really max out that technique because physically he's looking much bigger he actually looks like a man now a fully grown man and like I say I think his his awareness the mental side of his game is decent I think his physical side is decent I think his mental side is decent just think his technique isn't quite there yet and that's good because that's the stuff that can come you know um, with practice with dedication but as I say, do I want him leading the line for Spurs in the Premier League? Do I want to see us close this window with Richarlison and him as our two options up front? We don't know what Alcaraz is going to be like. Um, you know, we we can't vouch for his quality yet. No, I, I would, I'd like to see us add um, add another face up there. If that's Gift or Ban or what, but I don't know. That's gone very quiet, hasn't it? Brennan Johnson is a name that keeps getting floated about, but is he? Somebody that can play through the middle like that, not from everything I'm hearing or seeing. So it's going to be an interesting one. But yeah, rude awakening tonight. Sorry if I uh, lost my ass a bit in the first half there, but what can I say? Final whistle went, I was cross, I was annoyed. I sat in my living room in a replica shirt because of you, Ange Postacoglu. That's what I did. Like a big man baby, a big hairy man baby. Um... But there we have it. If you have enjoyed the pod, please do uh, like like and subscribe. Um, share it. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Retweet it. Repost it wherever. Read it. If you do enjoy these, I do pre-match. Um, pre-match podcasts there you go that's the word i was looking for um this is a great sell for the patreon isn't it i do pre-match podcasts where i try my best to get an opposition fan on i go through some of the match facts head to head and just offer my own thoughts on those you get those on patreon slash rtr pod i've also got on there the robbie Keane ultras uh, me and my mate jack gallagher we're going to be recording an episode of that this week um he's not a spurs fan he's a Derry city and juventus fan 
it's good to talk to him about how he feels things are going at the Spurs. He's a football writer. Um, so yeah, it's decent. And then I've got the Thursday bulletin that I record with Phil, where we just have a 20-minute quick episode where we go down, bang, 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 bulletin, bullet points um, of all the headlines and all the talking points throughout the week in Spurs. So yeah, uh, patreon.com slash rtrpod. I put these post-match pods out on YouTube now, um, youtube.com slash tetrunktv. Many of you follow me from there already from doing my animations back in the day. Um, Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for all my old school followers. It's been a weird, weirdly long time now, hasn't it, that I've been doing content, but some of you still pop up every now and again and make one of the jokes from one of my old uh, episodes. So thank you. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, But I'm also doing TikToks. Yeah, yeah, I am saying that as a fully grown man, just cutting up little bits of these post-game pods and whatever, TikTokifying them. It's not me doing any dances or anything like that. But it's uh, rtrpod underscore to trunk um, on TikTok. So, yeah, follow me on there. Get get my numbers up. Um, Instagram, I'm posting stuff on there. Instagram, I don't know, to trunk. And if you've made it this far into the waffle, that's good because I will let you in on a secret. It's not about me, you know, selling you anything else. It's not about me asking you to follow me on anything else. Um but given the overwhelming support and yeah i guess you know positivity kind words i got um about spurs wipe before i'm not going to be doing a full on spurs wipe i don't have the time um to do that but what i will be doing from this point on it's just a little thing it's a little slice it's a little kind of nod to spurs wipe I am going to be doing a monthly little wipe. It will be about a minute long. I'll be doing like a minute long wipe at the end of each month. I've got my August episode written. I've got it narrated. I'm going to be basically working on it the next couple of days and getting that out ASAP. Um, So if you did like Spurs Wipe, if you did like my old animations, I'll be bringing back a lot of that type of animation style in for these little uh, monthly wipes roundups whatever you want to call them but i'll be putting those out across instagram across youtube across tiktok on twitter everywhere basically world domination um so yeah that's quite exciting i hope you're excited as well i'm quite pumped by the idea i'm quite happy with the first episode i've written um yeah it's fun let's see where it can go um Thanks everybody for listening, like I say, or watching, if you're watching on one of those many, many platforms that I've outlined just there. Um, Thanks a lot. Annoying that we lost tonight, but we go again. Come on, you Spurs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.